Hey guys, it's your crazy Ray of Sunshine. It's Chill, your rolling MC, and this is Hitting the Streets Podcast Show. Today on the show, you will hear my recording of Lindsay Manley and I chatting it up about Texoma Roller Derby. Please tune in to hear how she started Roller Derby here in Texoma Land, how she got her name Paranormal Smacktivity, and please listen all the way to the end when Lindsay shares her paranormal experiences. Welcome to Hitting the Streets podcast show. Hitting the Streets is a series of interviews giving you the insider's look at the small businesses, entrepreneurs, nonprofit organizations, and events in the North Texas area. You can find all episodes of Hitting the Streets on Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, you can follow Hitting the Streets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. For more information about Hitting the Streets podcast, you can visit my website at www.hittingthestreetspodcast.com. And now, on with the show. Here we go. Hey guys, it's your crazy ray of sunshine. It's Shell, your rolling MC, and I am the mouth on the mic of Hitting the Streets podcast show. Today on the show, I have the queen of Texoma Derby, roller derby, and it is Lindsay Manley. Yay! Hello, hello. <laughs> I actually, uh, the, the title of queen of Texoma roller derby, I have to kind of break that crown in half. I've got a co-queen, if you will. Co-queen, I like that. <laughs> Missy Weaver, she has been my, like, we've been each other's um, wingmates here this whole time. Wingmates, is that the it, Wingmates or roller mates? Is that or yeah. something roller skate mates we maybe call those actually derby wives oh I, derby wives i have oh. a derby wife my original <laughs> derby wife um but i guess missy's kind of my new derby wife i got you i got um, you it's just a, a term that you use whenever somebody's your bff on the squad and um missy's that and uh she's been working just as hard as i am trying to make this happen and spending a lot of late nights and coffee shops and oh bars, yes oh yes drinking and figuring it out how to <laughs> make this happen well tell us a little bit about yourself lindsay manley Inter- give us a bio introduce yourself oh, that could take a while go um, right ahead we've got plenty of time <laughs> i'll try to give the clips notes i'm originally from a little town called poto oklahoma it's beautiful went to ou moved to dallas after i graduated been in advertising my entire career. Um, we've been, me and my husband met at a pumpkin patch, like <laughs> almost 11 years, no, almost 12 years ago. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, I love Halloween and everything to do with it. So she's my spirit. <laughs> we love the Halloween or Halloween. Halloween. Uh, yes. uh, we, we really get into Halloween as you know. Um, but we had a couple kids, um, before that we were in East Texas. We lived in Tyler for a couple of years. Ah, yes. And yes. that's where I discovered roller derby. Yeah, um, It was the East Texas bombers. I didn't know anybody in East Texas at the time. And I met this girl at the radio station and, um, she was in the bathroom. She goes, you want to see something cool? And she pulled up her pants and she showed me this huge bruise. Oh my goodness. And I was like, what is this? What's roller derby? And she's like, just meet me at this warehouse at seven o'clock. Um, just show up. So, so your idea came from meeting a lady in the bathroom and her showing the big bruise. Yeah. Is that what you're telling me? Kind of. 
I was like, this looks like a fun way to meet friends and take out some aggression. And it transformed my life. Um, I kind of lost a little bit of myself. Uh, you know, when I entered corporate world down in Dallas, I did that for about five years and it kind of drained the life out of me a little bit. Mm, so been there. when we moved to East Texas, uh, I know I needed something to kind of bring me back to life and roller derby happened to be it. I didn't know it at the time. So I showed up, thought I was going to sit there and watch and learn, but no, they, they made me slap skates on my feet the very first night. And I was horrible. Like most people are who haven't put roller skates on in 10 years. Um, but I stuck with it and I loved it. I, I was never that great. Like, I don't want anyone to I was going to say, I was going to ask you, cause you know, it, a lot of us skate, you, when we were kids back in the days, you just get out, yeah. you just got out there, did it? You fall, you, you, whatever. Yeah. And so was that the same case for you? Did you have to learn or did oh, you yeah. have to? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I was used to skating on inline skates as a kid. Oh, gotcha. So uh, putting these quad skates on. Which is yes. Right she's got her skates here today, y'all. That was quite an adjustment. And I tried to, I was like, well, why can't I just use inline? And that's a no, no. In Derby World, really? we don't skate on inline skates and um, don't even try. <laughs> I think I used that hashtag. My bad. <laughs> Yes, yes. I, inline skates. I think I did. <laughs> I need to untag that or okay. unhashtag that. Those are making a comeback too. Are, um, yeah, I've seen people talk about it. You yeah. know, it's, since you, it's so weird. Since you started talking and doing this here, I have seen more things in my stream about Roller Dover. And just for the record, I use I watch that religiously. Yeah. Saturday night was the thing. It's the, and Saturday night was the thing to watch roller derby and Sunday morning was wrestling mania or wrestling with the Von Ericks. I never missed a Saturday oh, night roller derby or Sunday morning wrestling with the Von Ericks. So you brought back a lot of memories for me. My mom and I would sit there and watch roller derby. Yeah. It was just awesome. You so know, I hope you're not disappointed with what it used to be back then and what it is now. No. <laughs> have you seen the new derby? I have seen it's it. A, okay, good. Cause yeah, uh, a lot of people are thinking that we're out there throwing elbows mm -hmm. and purposely tripping and knocking people over the rail. Well, first off, there's, there's no track. We don't have a right. bank track. Right. Um, we skate on a flat surface. We're called, we're under an organization called the women's flat track derby association. And, um, so all we need is a, like 10,000 square feet to skate around in. Right. And, um, right. Always on the quads. The quads. Yeah. <laughs> the quads. Gosh, I got to fix that hashtag. Okay. okay so. <laughs> all right. I'll let that one pass. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I tried. So, so here's the thing. So guys, I decided when, when, when Lindsay brought this to light here in, in Texoma land, I was like, I'm so going to do this. And so we, my husband and I, which by the way, my husband, Brad, B-Dog, Street Dogs, come from roller skate. Like, he grew up on skates. But mind you, neither him nor I have been on skates in at least 20-something years. So we went to go, the first meeting, just to go skate, just to see everything what's going on. And y'all, I put my first skates on, like, I just, like, years, and I rolled the ankle and fell on my butt. But somebody by the name of Brad just took off it's just as if he never even like had a yeah exactly Bravo, i know and so then we get out there and i am trying to roll around on that floor scared to death and he just passes by me like it ain't nothing Gosh. i was like thanks it just came back to you that's so great not i know you. i'm sorry i know that's it did terrible. not it did not and so i feel like i'm like everybody's passing me including my husband that's okay. It takes time. It, it does. Your body changes. I mean, 20 years is a long oh, time. Yeah, yeah it's a for lot, sure. A lot of things change. Um, the skates have changed. Uh, I do have a pair of like original 70s roller derby skates and whoa, those are not fun to skate on. That's, oh my that's goodness. Good. I don't know how they did it. 
<laughs> uh, it was going to be part of my costume this year. I was going to be um, the what's it, the Kansas City Bomber. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, um, yeah I decided not to do I, that. And you just made me think of something. Did you have somebody that inspired you that was a part of the Derby leagues? Did you follow any one of the girls that you felt like, hey, that's me? Yeah. Well. <laughs> It's who I would want to be. You mean, so locally, we had some really great skaters. And of course, I looked up to all of them and most of them were really good friends. Um, but there are some skaters that are, you know, part of the Texecutioners and the girls who started this um, that I did. I did look up to them whenever I was first skating and I still do. Um, some of those girls are getting to probably about retirement because this oh, is yeah. so yeah. hard on your body. I mm -hmm. cannot imagine doing this over I don't know, 60. And there are some women that are still yeah, doing yeah, it. I know. There's some tough birds. Some okay. So tell me, how did you get your name, Paranormal Smacktivity? Oh, that's <laughs> that's another dream. We want to know. We want to know. Uh, so ever since I was a kid, I've just been infatuated with everything paranormal. Um, I'd get, I'd read every book I could get my hands on. Um, had some experiences growing up. Um, and in the last 10 years, Paul and I have moved to a few different old houses and we've had a few experiences there as well. So um, paranormal smacktivity was available. And it just, <laughs> oh, yeah, it that's true. Fit. Yeah. It fit. It's a combination of, you know, uh, I say my former life, because I did used to be a, a paranormal investigator with the Dallas area. Shut paranormal. up. I did not know oh that. My oh gosh. my God. No, you did. I did not know that. Daps. Dallas oh, Area Paranormal Society. Lindsay, I did not know that. I what? It was only for about two or three years, but that is awesome. Had a lot of fun and adventures there. Saw sure. some really interesting things. Traveled all wow. over the state. Yeah. My favorite story from that was uh, we went on a trip up to um, Kansas, Holcomb, Kansas. If you're a true crime fan, you know what Holcomb, Kansas is. I hope everybody knows. <laughs> That's in cold blood. That's uh, mm -hmm. we actually got to go to the home where the murders occurred. Did you really? Yes, the woman who lived there, I think she may still live there, Donna Matter was yes. her name. Um, she was my parents' neighbor, and <gasps> she does not let anybody in that house. TV shows show up and try to come in. They bust people over from, like, different countries. Yes, yes. And she's told them all no, and I got in that house. You got in the house? I got in the house, and it was, it was pretty neat. Now, she doesn't think it's haunted. And, and we came to just see if maybe there was something, but just being in that and, you know, part of history like that. Uh, Truman Capote wrote the book In Cold yes, Blood. If yes, he did. Capote did. Listeners yeah. or anybody Yeah, in case everybody's, anybody's paying attention or watching and listening. That is so true. I did not know that. That's, really we have to come back and talk about that another well, time. I will show you the pictures. Oh, wow. I got to, I knew every single spot where everything happened in that house. Wow. Yeah, oh, my goodness. family was murdered. Paranormal activity. That's mm -hmm. awesome. I'm so sorry. We've never talked about no, that. No, we never yeah. have. I was okay. A ghost hunter. <laughs> That's what I need to be. I need to put that on my resume. Um, Sue, another question that I have for you, which is something that we have talked about coming to the meetings, um, to the uh, Texoma Roller Derby meetings, is the uh, adversity and the things that you guys and all of us have been trying to do. We've been trying to get out there um, to learn more about this and to skate, but it seems like COVID has been a challenge for this group. So tell us a little bit about what, you know, what's going on and, and where we are right now. Uh, so of course we decided to kick this all off, me and Missy, you know, right when COVID was going on. Yeah. Um, and we knew it was going to take time that there's a lot of paperwork that has to be done. We knew we wanted to be a nonprofit. Um, and so we knew we had a lot of work to do. Um, we decided to have a meetup to see if it was even worth it. Like sure. if 10 girls showed up, we knew like that yeah. wasn't enough interest. Huh. We had like 50 girls show up. 
And then Derby Hell found out about it, and I got roasted. God. Really? You know what Derby Hell is? Yes, I do. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's a place on the internet. It's on the internet. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. It's yeah. called Derby Hell, and I got crucified and sacrificed in Derby Hell for having a meetup. And I was very careful about that meetup. We had I encouraged masks. I think I made them mandatory. Oh, no, you made them mandatory. Yes, you did. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, this was before we had this, any vaccinations or yes, anything. Yes, that's so correct. I knew it was iffy, but... Grayson is a little, Grayson County is a little different than, you know, mm-hmm. other parts of the world that sure. were watching no, us. Texas is a little different. Let's the just whole, say it out yes. loud. Let's just say the that out loud. <laughs> so I made us meet outside. I made a space. We yep. were there. Mm-hmm. And then I asked if everybody would wear a mask. Yes. And oh my gosh, I got, I got my butt handed to me. Really? Hell. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, it was people in different states, like different Northern states that oh <laughs> could not believe that. And they were wishing death upon me. It was a little extreme. Oh my so. gosh, that is extreme. So th- it's not just that it wasn't like the pressure from outside. Wufta has some very strict uh, guidelines and recreate uh, rules for uh, skating during COVID. And we're sure. not anywhere close to okay. it. We kept checking back and checking back. We were about to start practice because things were improving. Yes. Until and, the Delta variant yes, showed up. It was just about Delta variant mm-hmm. time. And, you know, some people are like, who cares about WUFTA? Like, just you can go do your own thing. But um, first of all, I do care about following the rules. That's really important. And um, one day we actually may want to play WUFTA teams. Hopefully we'll be able to do sure. that in several years. And um, I don't know if they're going to not allow that, but I'm sure they'll remember you. I'm oh, sure. The whole world back. So, in the um, safety of the team, too, absolutely. as well. And I know you care so much about these women. I mean, yeah. just you and, and everybody that's been a part of this, it's also a safety thing, too, as well. Yeah. And we get that. It's just so funny how you get going and there's always another challenger at roadblock yes. that come up against you. But still, we're all still a part of it. We yeah. There's a lot of people that are still skating and practicing. Lord knows I need to. I need but, to, too. Yeah. <laughs> I took a little break and yeah. I need to get back to it as well. Um, okay. So, so what's in store? And I know you're talking about the challenges and what we can't do. What can we do? What's in store for us um, in the future for, for roller derby? For roller derby, as soon as we can, we're going to go back to practice. The Boys and Girls Club has been so kind to open their doors. I'm on that board. So, you know, kind of awesome. negotiated something with Brian. Awesome. But finding a practice space is a challenge that a lot of leagues face. Um they're either too expensive or they don't exist. And yeah. um, that kind of prevents people from even being able to skate. But thank goodness for that. Um, but yeah, as soon as we're allowed to practice, um, we'll get back together and it, we start with the basics. Um, we, and we tried to show everybody that we did a little mock practice. Um, the first thing you do is fall. Like we're going to, all we do over and over. Roll and over. that ankle. Yeah. <laughs> but here, if you fall properly, you're not going to roll that ankle. Right. Um, but even after, you know, lots of training, and coaching and if your body is even perfectly conditioned for this this is a dangerous sport and people still get hurt yes that's actually what put me out the first time um i was playing in a bout and no i wasn't in a bout we were we were going to our next bout and we were scrimmaging and i broke my ankle during a scrimmage i was so (sighs) upset i heard it pop Paul was out of the country. So I'm in this big old house by myself with a broken ankle. Can't get up and down the stairs. It was a nightmare. Um, So, but it's good that I have that experience. Sure. Um, sure. We had excellent insurance and it was still pretty expensive because I I did have surgery. I I still have a, uh, a rod in there. I'm bionic now. Yes. Um, I'm going to start calling you the bionic woman. Yes. The doctor 
says I can't break it again, but I do have another ankle. So yes. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to be really careful, but you can get injured and um, these injuries can be really expensive. So that's something that I've been extremely transparent with all the girls, you know, I'm like, Yes, you have. You're, you cannot skate with us if you don't have insurance. insurance. And that is mm-hmm. that is pr- to protect you because if you have an injury like that, and that was a pretty small injury compared sure. to what I have seen. There's there's a whole derby. Um, I forget what it's called, but there's a, a page on uh, Instagram that's dedicated to roller derby injuries. Ooh, it'll really make ooh. you rethink the whole. Thing. Oh, I need to look that up. You should just because that, yeah, everybody kind of needs everybody to, needs so to see it. Yes, and I, I know you encourage insurance, and you also encourage padding and head uh, oh, headgear. Not just encourage it. If you show up and you do not have, have any- one of these items, so we go from head to toe, kind of. You got your helmet, your elbow pads, mm-hmm. your wrist, wrist guards, pad. mm-hmm. knee pads, and uh, the rest. You just kind of. Be careful. (laughs) If somebody shows up to practice without one of these things, they're not coming to practice. And we're going to be really strict about practice. Um, You have to come to like, I think you can miss like one or two. Yes, that's right. I remember you saying that. You've got to be committed. You've got to be committed. Attendance is so important. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not one of those things where you show up once a month and then you show up to skate and about. No, there will be very strict guidelines and rules. And that's what we were going to go over that day at the mock practice. Yeah. We weren't going to start. So no, there's no need until we get out there and get out there and and, and skate. Um, another question I had for you, and then we're gonna we're gonna change the subject a little bit. You made this nonprofit. Yes, we decided to make it a nonprofit for several reasons. Um, actually, back in East Texas, uh, somebody had set it up. I think it's just an LLC. Mm -hmm. And uh, the entire time that I was there for those two years, um, we were trying to become a nonprofit, a five hundred one c three nonprofit. And part of that is so when people are making donations to us that they can write that off. So we understand the tax break there, but then it also, we don't, we're not going to be making money. Um, Mm -hmm. Our intention is to like have enough to operate, you know, do some cool things, but also we'd like to give back to nonprofits in the community. That's good. We're a nonprofit giving to other nonprofits. That's really good. Feels good. Yeah. You know, uh, when you get money involved with it um, and you start paying skaters and coaches uh that, uh, that gets a little messy yeah. so we do have ex- we'll have a lot of expenses like it's it's not a cheap sport we've got um and people can just make donations correct absolutely yeah, that's when, good. when we get there we would we'll need donations okay. and sponsorships, sponsorships. And, and all yeah. that okay. and uh you know when we came out about this i had several people say hey i'm ready to sponsor um and i was like we're not ready for that quite yet <laughs> and, I, and i'm still saying no like some people are re- really ready to pull the trigger and Um, I said, I don't have anything to give you. And I'm so glad that we did not take anything from anyone because we don't have anything. And I don't, it's probably going to be next year before we have it out. Yeah. It's going to take time to train those girls. It it is. And not only that, you want to make sure, um, you know, pandemic wise that we're at a point in place that we can do it freely and not having to feel like we have to be, make all these other adjustments and stuff. So I totally get that. Okay. So you tapped in a little bit about paranormal. Uh Uh-huh. So your name, Paranormal Smack, Smack Activity, you said it came from you being a part of that. Yes. So um, I've heard, and this is what I said to Courtney last week. So I heard, because <laughs> Courtney, <laughs> Courtney has been it's on the ghost tour, uh-huh. and she t- said last week that she had some things that happened when she first moved into the studio, things um, disappearing and, and showing back up. But I also heard you have had the same thing go on in your home. Oh, so yeah. my question is, what ghost stories do you have to share? And have you ever had any sightings there at your at your home? 
Okay. So sightings, no, that's a pretty rare form of paranormal activity. Um, an apparition is like the Holy grail of paranormal. Yes. Things. So no, no? I've, I've okay. never <laughs> actually seen anything. It's more sounds in our house. Oh, okay. So we have a, an old farmhouse. It was built in 1892. It is one of the oldest uh, buildings in Sherman. Um, and it survived the 1896 tornado. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was actually made into a makeshift hospital, right after the tornado did not know that yeah, was a, I, I heard it around like a couple of neighbors whispered that to me and then i actually found something at the library that told me a little bit about the history of the house um so uh, that really kind of freaked me out like as much as i enjoy <laughs> learning about the paranormal you were living in it and now i'm in it i kind of knew i was like this is not i had a hard time sleeping in that house yeah. um we have incidents every now and then it quite it may quiet down for like six months and then you may have like a week where something happens every single, or you know, back to back to back. Um, we, we get a lot of loud noises, and we have children. And I, so being part of uh, DAPS, the Dallas Area Paranormal Society, we tried to explain things like sure. that it was something occurring in the environment that's causing something to happen or make it seem like this. Um, so I'm always trying to think logically, and you know, Paul. Like Paul's even more than that. So he will tell you like, none of this is tr true. Or Sounds like, like somebody else I know, somebody that I live with, <laughs> but I'm not going to go down that road. <laughs> we need those super skeptics. So um, I, the most recent one that I can think of, Paul and I were sitting in the living room, uh, just watching a movie. The girls had gone to bed and the kids, once they go to bed, they, they stay in bed. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, they come downstairs because they need something. Sure. Um, so, and it had been about an hour since they'd been asleep. And all of a sudden, there was this loud boom crash. And I look at Paul and I'm like, that's, that's got to be one of the girls. But what are they doing in our bedroom? Because from where it happened, oh, it was just above us, which yeah. is where our, our master bedroom is. And it shook the house. <gasps> I was like, they must have walked across, jumped out of the bed. But that just did not seem right. Right. And so I creep upstairs. Those babies are fast asleep. Oh, my gosh. It, that was terrifying. I bet it was. Um, Did you ever find out what it was? I never Did, found was, out was what there anything it was. on the floor? Nothing. Was the bed moved? I mean, anything? I thought if it wasn't the kids, I thought a sh the chandelier, or not chandelier, the uh, light in our bedroom uh, yeah. had fallen. fallen. It was that loud. Shook the house. <laughs> like my dog even looked up. Um, so before that, um, the room at the very end of the hall, uh, that's that used to be the nursery. Um, and we had a lot of problems with the lights turning on. Like I'd put that baby down to bed. And I'd go downstairs and clean and pick up and spend some time down there. Come back. That light is on. And you know, it's not the baby turning the light it wasn't, on. No, I mean, the baby can't turn the light on. do it. Yeah, I'm just saying. It yeah. can't be the baby. <laughs> uh, and then the weirdest one, and it's Paul's favorite one, um, June, when she was a little baby, she had this uh, stuffed meerkat. So it stands up. He's skinny and tall, but you have to stand him up. And you have to like actually do that or he won't stand up. And I put her to, to just down for a nap with the meerkat because she wouldn't she couldn't be apart from it and i look at the monitor later and uh just to see if she's still sleeping i remember it was like the middle of the day and um i look and there's something outside the crib and it oh was God. the meerkat oh standing up on its hind legs staring at her like i have a picture of the monitor like it is the creepiest thing <laughs> and i try so the logical paranormal or paranormal investigator in me thought Okay, you try to recreate this. Sure. And so, like, because yes. her bed was pretty, it was low to the ground at that point. Um, and so I kept trying to throw it out of there. I could never get it to land on its feet like that. And she hadn't climbed out. 
It was the weirdest. Oh my thing. gosh! Oh my that gosh! Sound weird. There's just been incidents. Like incidents that. like that. Mm-hmm. So, so have you? And this is just curiosity for me. Have you ever set up the equipment to even see? Nope. You don't want to no, know. No, and that's exactly. You don't want to know. I, do, I have equipment. I was going to ask you. Do you have equipment have and an EMF and I, and voice and all yes. that to be able to set it up and yes, capture? One of my birthday presents like 12 years ago from Paul was a Mel meter. Yes. Okay. Do you know about the yes, Mel I do. meter? I get That's you. Yeah. a really sad story. But yeah, I have a Mel meter. Um, and I have, uh, what else? I think I have an EMF You have detector. an EMF detector. Um, and then your phone does so much now. Oh, take my gosh. You and record. Girl. And- so, girl. Girl. I had an incident. At, and me and Courtney talked about this last week on the Touch of Class. And it's it's weird because oh, touch the, of class. the incident that I had on the fourth floor, she had something similar in the same area where I had mine. Okay. But but here's the deal. When I came home, crazy stuff started happening at oh, home. And oh I was no. like, my mind was like, did you bring something home? You know, it, it just happens. And so I, I had the EMF on my phone and I turned it, you know, and and just things started happening that I spooked myself. Oh, I no. spooked myself so bad that I called my son uh-huh. and I was like, can you come over here? I'm at the door. I am ready to run for it. Cause I was <laughs> like, I don't know what's going on right now. What's happening. Anyways, moving on from that day, I just kind of went, you know what? I, I, it's all in my head. It's all in my yeah. head. Yeah. So I work from home and I'm normally I'm there by myself. And that time I was, I mean, I work from home by myself and this was the girl's room, my granddaughter's room. And so I'm in there just doing my thing, doing my thing. I get out, I take a break. I'm putting some things away. And I hear this marker roll across the floor. Oh, no. And of course I said, what the fuck is that? Yeah. I go peep around there and I'm like, I just go in there and I was like, if you want something, you need to say it now. And then I'm thinking to myself, please don't say it. <laughs> so I pick up the marker yeah. and I put it back to see if it would do it again. And it didn't. So Mr. Wells comes home and I said, dude, let me tell you what happened. And so I told him what happened. He rolls his eyes and says, the house shift, the floor's <laughs> uneven, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, if it's that uneven, why didn't the rest of the markers roll over? Yeah. It was just one marker. That's bizarre. It was. Brad it, didn't think so. Nope, nope, nope. He'll tell you nope in a minute. He'll <laughs> tell me. You know exactly what he tells me? You know what he tells me? Stop watching that shit on TV. <laughs> We're never going to stop watching it. Never. We're never. horror movie fans. We are. Yeah. We are. Yeah. I said, what? He goes, you need to stop watching that shit on TV. I'm like, I'm telling you, that thing rolled across the floor by itself. Something's in the girl's room. <laughs> oh, no. Anyways. It could uh, be. Is it better? You know what? There's still, I don't even tell him anymore. There's still things I hear, but now this is terrible to say, but when you get used to it, you just kind of go with the flow now. So you you just, you, nothing bad, you know? And, and as far as the girls, um, my middle, my middle one, uh, granddaughter has told us there's something in there. She has said, um, Mm -hmm. one time her mom came over to pick her up and, um, she came in and she was like, come see my room. You know, we all talk, hang out together. We, and she came in there and uh, my middle one, she was like, this is where my sister sleep. This is where I sleep. And this is where the ghost sleep. Oh, and pointed over to the tent. Unprompted too. Yep. And kept going. Just <laughs> oh, kept no. going. We all looked at each other and I was like, oh, girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll talk know. about that one later. I know. Yeah. Why are you telling, oh, why are you telling secrets? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> 
but it kind of threw us for the yeah. loop because she said it just like it's this natural yep. and then i'm thinking her mom's looking at me like i didn't know i don't know what she means by that yeah. you know but it's just weird things but i don't know it seriously just from what happened to me with the touch of class and then coming over, I thought it's just my mind playing tricks on me. That's kind of yeah. how I chalked it up. Okay. And I just leave it alone. I just leave it yeah. alone, you know? So anyways, but Brad does not believe in that. He thinks, he just cool. says, yeah. He, hey, that's okay. We yeah. need, we need our very logical people. Yes, we do. And thinkers. he's very logical. <laughs> it's how I sleep at night because yeah. Paul travels so much. Yep. If, uh, if I didn't have his logical brain over there, yeah. you know, those thoughts, you know, I yeah. would never be able to sleep. Yeah. I just I sleep with my holy water. Just yeah, kind of. There you go. There you go. I just sleep with a lot of sound in my room, so I can't hear anything else in the house. Like I got a TV, I got a sound maker, I got music you go. playing. I'm like, oh, you, I love the summer, so I can turn the AC. Oh know, yeah, like so the yeah. Window unit. Just, just constant. That's noise. funny. Well, I it, we're out. We're about out of time. So before I let you go and before we wrap up, please tell us where we can find um, Texoma Derby uh, Roller Derby. So right now we just have a Facebook page. Um, okay. I, I may have created a, an Instagram account, but it's Texoma Roller Derby. Um, we are keeping people in the loop there right now. Like I said, we're on a pause and as soon as we can, and it's safe for everybody and we feel like it's safe for the girls, we'll start practice. And we got a lot of work to do. Oh, so man. don't count on it for 2021. Um, we're looking at 2022. I need to get in shape. I know. I need to like. <laughs> If you're, if you're listening, my skaters, if you're listening, like take this time to, you know, do some off skate training, you know, work on your cardio. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess we're going to have to do recruitment again, which breaks my heart, but we got um, this. We got yeah. this. I, well, I, I think we're still going to have more, but I feel like we found a good dedicated 50 girls and that's yeah. what I was aiming for, but we could add to it. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for being here. Thank you for letting me come on. This is really fun. All right, guys. Talking about ghosts. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for tonight. This is Shell, and I am out of here. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. And if you really like this episode, please share. Thank you so much, Lindsay, for being on the show. I truly enjoyed talking to you about roller derby your paranormal experiences, and where you got your name. I had no idea that you were a part of a paranormal group. Thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> You're definitely going to have to come back so you and I can talk a little bit more about Holcomb, Kansas. Okay, guys, upcoming next week, please tune in for my recording of my interview with Stephen Pride. Stephen Pride is the younger brother of Charlie Pride, and he has a knack for picking songs with meaningful and memorable hooks. Please tune in next week for that episode. Okay, guys, that's it for me. You're Rolling MC. Catch another episode on Hitting the Streets. <laughs>